2: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it. AEW Dark Elevation, the new YouTube show from AEW, with the commentary team of the newly signed former big show No More BS, Paul White, and Tony Schiavone on commentary. But our first match... The radioactive Danny Limeley, as they call him, with a record of two and zero versus Jungle Boy, with a record of six and two, accompanied by Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt, a real good match for both of these guys. Uh, Jungle Boy does win with the snare trap. Match number two: Miro and Kip Sapien with a record of three and zero with Penelope Ford versus Baron Black and Barry Morales. Uh, Miro is pretty vicious in this match, but Kip does eventually get the win with his finisher on Morales, which he now calls the Time Turner. Uh, it formerly was known as the Deathly Hollows. While Kip and Mira were celebrating in the ring, Penelope just kind of stood in the apron and she looked like she wasn't pleased. So I'm not sure there's going to be any more to that. We go backstage with Alex Marvez, who's with QT Marshall, and he's asking him about his recent walkouts on the Nightmare Family. Uh, he says there's nothing wrong with them and that he's focused on this match for tonight. Match number three, Big Swole with a record of 18-9 and 9, versus Skyler Moore with a record of 0-11. Uh, both women haven't been on the AEW wrestling in a couple of months now. Big Swole does win convincingly with the Dirty Dancing. Match number four: Marco Stunt with a record of 14 and 21 versus QT Marshall with a record of 5 and 0. Uh, QT wrestling a little bit more viciously now. He wins with the Diamond Cutter, and then after the match, Pretty Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth, and Caesar Benoni of the Pretty Picture come in and they start attacking Marco. And QT just pretty much just lets them attack him. Uh, Luchasaurus does come in for the save. They show this segment, this is something different on Elevation, uh, for Lee Johnson, where they pretty much go over his first one in AEW, and they show a little bit of his um uh, his past and his dream of becoming a wrestler and joining the Nightmare family. Uh this is very good. I learned more about Lee Johnson than I have in a year of watching him on Dark. I hope they do this with a lot of the less established stars on the roster. Match number five, Ty Conti with a record of six and two, accompanied by negative one, versus Ashley Vox with a record of 0-1. A short but good match, Conti does win here with the Hammerlock DDT it was actually pretty funny there was a moment where um you could tell like during this show tony Schiavone didn't really know a lot of the wrestlers or the wrestling moves uh he's like i think that her finishing move is called the tie ko but i don't think that's a tie ko and it's like paul white's kind of like yeah i don't think it is either uh so i'll get more into the commentary after the, the show match number six matt seidel and mike seidel with a record of one and three versus jarell nelson and royce isaacs with a record of oh and one Uh, This is actually uh, Nelson and Isaac's debut. They call themselves the West Coast Reckon Crew. Um, They must have taped the matches out of order because they showed them as having a record of 0-1, which they would after their match on Tuesday Night's Dark, so I guess they kind of taped them a little bit out of order. Uh, Nelson has wrestled on Impact and Monday Night Raw before, and uh, Royce Isaacs you might know uh, more for his time in NWA as a former tag team champion. He also was in the Bloodsport recently. The Seidel's do get the win with the Double Lightning Spiral, with Matt Seidel pinning Nelson. Alex, Alex Marvez is backstage with Power, Powerhouse Hobbs who's with Hook they ask about his, his opponent Brandon Cutler who they pretty much just laugh off and say they'll be handling business tonight match number 7, Danny Jordan with a record of 0-1 versus Red Velvet with a record of 5-1 who is actually ranked number 1 in the women's division Danny turns to her Burnt Book page of Velvet where it says that she's not afraid of cake and she's not getting any candy cane grams Velvet doesn't get the quick win with her boot to the head which she now calls just desserts uh, it still surprises me that Red Velvet is not signed to a full-time contract. Um, the fact that she was in this really high-profile match with Shaq and Cody and Jade, and she's now ranked number one in the women's division, you would think it's only a matter of time. We go backstage with Alex Marvez, who's with the Saido brothers, and they quickly get interrupted by Kenny Omega, who's there with Don Callis and Michael Nakazawa. Uh, Omega says that he's there to scout for Dynamite, and he's looking for somebody who could eventually challenge him for the title. My, Matt Seidel steps up and says that he could be in the top five and challenge him. Omega says there's only one top five that matters, and Nakazawa shows him in his laptop. And he starts reading off all the five people, and it's Michael Nakazawa at five, four, three, two, and 1. Omega says if Matt Seidel beats Nakazawa tonight, then he will get a match against Kenny Omega. And if he beats Omega, then he'll get a title shot. Match number 8, Dante Martin of Top Flight with a record of 4-1 and one versus Max Caster with a record of 3-1. and uh, Caster's freestyle calls Martin, 4 years old, and says that he'll put him through the hole like a glory hole. Yeah, never was a fan of rhyming words with the same word. Uh, this was a fun match. Caster does get the win with the mic drop elbow. Match number 9, Abaddon with a record of 3-1 versus Raylin, making her debut. Uh, Lynn's been wrestling for about 8 years I've seen her in Impact, Ring of Honor, Monday Night Raw uh, Longer match than usual for Abaddon But she does win with the Cemetery Drive Match number 10, Powerhouse Hobbs with a record of 4-0 Accompanied with Hook Versus Brandi collar with a record of 2-2 two two, Easy win for Hobbs, winning with the Town Bidness I just love saying that Match number 11, Diamante with a record of 5-2 Versus Layla Gray with a record of 0-1 Easy win here by Diamante, winning with the Code Red Match number 12, Carly Bravo, Dean Alexander, Brick Aldridge, and David Ali versus The Butcher and the Blade with a record of 3-0 and Private Party with a record of 1-0. They are accompanied by Matt Hardy and The Bunny. Funny moment when they came out. Everybody on Carly Bravo's team had the Nightmare family jacket on, except Ali. <laughs> uh, he looked a little pissed off at that. And he has a wrestled for AEW since November of 2020. AEW does these little things that I enjoy. For example, when the Private Party came out, the cameraman was pointing at the Babyface Tunnel but once he realized that they were coming out of the heel tunnel, he just kind of suddenly just jerked the camera. Uh, little, th- little touches like that are really go a long way. Uh, both Matt Hardy and the Bunny, they get involved outside of the ring. And the Blade does get to pin on David Ali after hitting the Drag the Lake. And uh, Matt Hardy shows that he's proud of his new group that he has here. We go to a commercial for a new show coming soon to YouTube... Uh, in April, called Outside the Ring, and it's hosted by Lexi Nair, who is actually the daughter of Diamond Dallas Page. I know she's done some work before with AEW, so it's cool to her to her get an actual uh, show here. Match number 13, Michael Nakazawa with a record of 0-1 versus Matt Seidel with a record of 13-8. and uh, Nakazawa was announced from the desk of Kenny Omega, and they called him MT Nakazawa, and he's wearing, like, Staff type gear, he has like an AEW polo shirt on, a headset, khakis, he's eating an apple, so obviously he's spoofing QT Marshall. Uh, Nakazawa, he would use the apple and the headset as weapons throughout the match, and the finish came when Seidel pulls down Nakazawa's pants and kicked him in the head for the pin. Yes, that was a finish. Uh, after the match, Omega comes out and attacks both of the Seidels. Uh, he says, forget about Dynamite, we're going to have the match right now. He hits the one-winged angel on Matt Seidel, and he has the referee count to three. And then Tony Khan comes out. You've probably seen this meme already. And uh, he starts cutting this promo or just yelling at Kenny, saying, that was BS. And uh, next week, Seidel, Kenny will fight. Uh, on Next Dynamite, he kept saying nine days. He's like, in nine days and nine days, you're going to fight Matt Seidel? And if Seidel wins, then he'll get to his title shot. And he's just going on about nine days and nine days and nine days. Uh, check out this clip. It's on the uh, Opdex Instagram page. <laughs> and our main event, Maki Ito with a record of 1-3 versus Rio with a record of 12-8. and eight. This was a real good match, very fun. Rio does win with the double knees. So, so Paul White, he was okay on commentary. I mean, he had a couple flubs here or there, uh, which are expected. And I actually applaud AEW for not editing them out, um, as they easily could have, as the show is taped. Uh, like I said, my my problem is pairing him with Tony Schiavone. Like Tony Schiavone is great, but I feel like he might not be the best play by play, especially for a role like this. There's a lot of new faces and moves he's not familiar with. Uh, if they get someone with the like caliber of Excalibur. Um or even like I suggested I rewind away, someone like a Lenny Leopard uh, Lenny Leonard and pairing him up with Paul White. That would make a good pairing. Uh, as far as the show goes, it's mostly like the Tuesday Dark, but they spice it up a little bit with some backstage segments, some in-ring segments, plus that feature they had on Lee Johnson. So I'm hoping that they do things like this every week just to make it a little bit more different than your standard match after match after match. We go into our regular episode of AEW Dark from Tuesday. Uh, Cesar Bononi with a record of 3-2, and two, accompanied by Pretty Peter Avalon versus Luchasaurus with a record of 5-1. and one. Avalon tried to interfere, but it backfired, and Luchasaurus wins here with the standing moonsault. Number 2, recent AEW signing legit, Layla Hirsch with a record of 3-2 and two versus Savannah Evans with a record of 0 and 1. Uh, Evans is much taller than Hirsch, but Hirsch ends up winning pretty quick with the Juji Katami. And after the match, Layla Hirsch gets in the face of Ricky Guerrero, who is standing ringside. Match number three: John Silver with a record of 5 and 1 versus John Skyler with a record of 0 and 2. Silver gets the win here with the airplane spin bomb. Match number four, Tisha Price, with a record of 0-4 vs. Penelope Ford with a record of 15-9, accompanied by Kip Sabian. Ford gets the easy win here with the Springboard Cutter. Match number five, Chaos Project, with a record of 7-10 versus Fuego del Sol and Jake St. Patrick. Serpentacle gets the pin on Fuego after the creep in Death. Match number six, Kylie King, with a record of 1-1 and 1 vs. Jasmine Allure, with a record of 0-1. King gets the victory with the Kingdom Falls. Match number seven, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Cole Cabana, and Allen Five Angels versus Angel Fashion, Baron Black, Ferry Morales, and Ryzen. Colt Cabana gets a submission on Baron Black with the Billy Gold's Curse. Match number eight, Gun Club. Billy, Colton, and Austin with a record of 3-0 versus David Ali, Adam Priest, and Seth Gargas. This match was extremely quick. It ends in about a minute with Austin getting the pin on Ali with the quick draw. I mean, Billy didn't even get a chance to take his jacket off. Match number nine, Bear Country with a record of 4-0 versus Dean Alexander and Brick Aldridge. Another quick match, uh, under a minute. Bronson gets the pin on both of them after they hit the assisted splash. Match number 10, Nick Camarado with a record of 3-4 with QT Marshall versus D3 with a record of 0-3. Quick and easy win by Camarado, winning with the power slam. Match number 11, Varsity Blondes with a record of 2-1 versus Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Brian Pillman Jr. gets the pin on Nelson with a flying clothesline. Match number 12, Maddie Rankowski with a record of 1-2 versus Burt Vixen with a record of 0-3. Rankowski gets her second win in AEW after hitting the axe kick. Match number 13, Aaron Solo and Carly Bravo versus SCU with a record of 6-0, who are ranked number 1 in the tag team division. Uh, This match was much longer than I expected, almost 9 minutes, but Christopher Daniels does get the pin on Bravo after hitting the best Meltzer ever. Uh, It's pretty interesting that... SCU is ranked number one in the tag team division I feel like they actually might lead to a match with the Young Bucks with the Young Bucks getting the win and in that way causing the split of SCU I feel like that's the next program that we're going to get from them match number 14 Brian Cage and Ricky Starks would a record of two and one with Hook versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela with a record of nine and nine Cage and Starks here were pretty much showing like they're wear and tear from the Revolution Street fight But Starks does get the pin on Kiss after hitting the spear. Uh, After the match, Starks and Cage, they show some animosity towards each other, and Cage kind of just walked out on Ricky Starks. And on top of that, Joey Janela starts yelling at Sonny Kiss for the loss, saying that he might as well go back to delivering pizzas because of this. He just really went off on Kiss. So the crowd starts to, like, chant for him to apologize to Kiss, and he does. So they hug it out uh just kind of interesting that they're teasing two different teams in aew breaking up i feel like somebody realized that there's way too many teams in aew and they need to kind of start breaking some of them up our main event was jack evans with a record of one and one versus ten with a record of four and one uh negative one goes on commentary starts getting on excalibur right away uh, and helico makes his return during this match and he tries to interfere uh but right around this time ten's mouth got really busted up you might have already seen pictures uh his mouth was really bad and the blood kind of dripped all over pretty cool visual he does a winning the match with the sleeper hold. NXT UK, where we have a Heritage Cup Rules match with Tyler Bate versus Dave Mastiff. Bate gets the first fall in the second round with a sunset flip. Dave Mastiff comes back and rolls up Bate himself for the second fall in the third round, but Bate gets the third fall and the win in the fifth round after hitting an impressive airplane spins, followed by a corkscrew senton bomb. We see a quick video of Eva Valkyrie hyping up her return. We see the, de- de- of the debut of Teal Man, formerly known as MetaHan, or Lucky Kid from WXW. He defeats Danny Jones in his NXT UK debut. A very impressive win by him. He hits a missile dropkick to the back of Jones, followed by three stomps to the spine, and finishes him off with a crossface for the submission victory. We see a quick video of Nina Samuels doing her chores for Ziya Brookside by cleaning up her room in her kitchen. We see a video of Eddie Dennis, uh, Talking down to the hunt, saying that he's disappointed in the recent actions and the way they've been losing. And he looks like he has a new client because they show Tyson T Bone at the end. We also see videos hyping up a male, as well as another one for Gallus. Uh, They're pretty much playing pool and trying to bounce back from losing their tag team titles and get back to the top. Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams defeated Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews after Kenny low-blowed Andrews with his leg to get the pin. And Jordan seemed a little bit upset at Kenny for the way that they got the victory. Trent Seven announced that uh, his weigh-in for the Cruiserweight qualifications will be on the bump for the chance to fight Jordan Devlin for the Cruiserweight title. And the bump did happen this morning, and he is 204 pounds and a quarter, so he will be fighting Jordan Devlin for the title on NXT UK's next episode. We see a video from Ben Carter saying that he's getting a brand new start, and he'll have a brand new name, and his new name is Nathan Fraser. Next week, Bo Volter will make a statement, and Ia Dragunov will talk about his recent actions. And in the main event, Piper Nivet and Jack Stars defeated Ginny and Joseph Connors in a mixed tag team match. Uh, Piper hits the Piper Driver on Connors, and then Press Slam Stars on top of him for the pin and the victory. On 205 Live, the Bollywood Boys... Fought for uh, Stallion and Mansoor. Uh, Everrise was doing guest commentary and they hug it out with the Hollywood boys. Uh, Stallion and Mansoor show a little bit of animosity towards each other after last week's match. Mansoor fights the entire match right up until the very end, but Kurt Stallion tags himself and hits a headbutt and gets the pin and has a stare down with Mansoor. Uh, Ari DaVari vs. August Grey. Uh, the ending being with DaVari getting pretty upset that the referee caught him trying to use a roast for leverage, but Grey ends up using the, that instead and gets the win. Um, I like 205 Live, but I feel like the main issue is that they have the same 10 wrestlers wrestling every week. Um, I got spoiled when they had the Women's Dusty Classics. Uh, I like that, and I kind of hope that they would keep using Women, or at least some fresh faces that have been sitting in NXT or the PC doing nothing. So I'm hoping with Mania sees it around the corner, uh, the show will get rebranded to the rumored NXT Evolve show. Um, if not, at least switch it up with the Raw By sending guys from NXT and vice versa. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. Road to Strong style evolved. The Regal Twins defeated Adrian Quest and Barrett Brown. Hikaleo defeated Jordan Clearwater in the New Japan Cup USA 2021 qualifying match, as well as Fred Rosser defeating JR Kratos. For another qualifying match. In Ring of Honor, Dak Draper defeated Fred Yehi. Tony Deppen defeated Kenny King, and Flamita defeated Flip Gordon. On made event, Mason T bar defeated Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado, and our WWE Network Editions of the Week evolved number four with Brody Lee vs. John Moxley, Adam Cole vs. Johnny Gargano, and Brian Danielson vs. Bobby Fish. We got another episode of ICW Fight Club, Progress Wrestling Chapter 106, and WXW Sylvester Special. That is it for this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark.